You know, it's freaking hot outside. It is freaking hot outside. And not just because I'm out there. Mm, you're all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like my my limit's like 80, I'm going to say 88. When it's hotter than 88, I'm a pansy. I hate it. Oh my gosh. I always, like when it's winter, I'm like, I am ready for summer. I want it to be hot. And then when it gets hot, I'm like, okay, bring on fall. And then fall lasts like two weeks mm-hmm. and then it's over and then it snows again. Good old Utah. Good old Utah. Oh, by the way, welcome to Horror Hideout. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Peyton. <laughs> it feels weird to like, I just feel like we're having our own conversation. We're like, yeah, how's the, how's the weather? I feel like such an old person. You know why? Hmm. I'm like talking to my little teen bopper clients. I always bring up the weather. I'm always like, it's a nice day outside. I'm like, I feel like a grandparent. It's an icebreaker conversation, though. Honestly, I feel like anybody can relate to the weather, you know? I heard something about people that talk about the weather are like serial killers or psychopaths or something like that. And when I saw that, I'm like, I always talk about the weather. I promise I'm not psych. Okay, maybe a little bit. But... That's a really stupid statistic. I know. Considering, like I said, everybody talks about the weather. And the reason why I'm talking about the weather is because I feel like when it's hot outside, it's time to go high up into the mountains, you know, get some hiking in, get some fishing in, maybe a little bit of camping, you know, but I'm talking like 9,000 plus feet elevation. So if it's 90 degrees here in the valley, I want it to be like upper 70s, you know, where I'm going. I know. The weird thing is, is we have been going fishing and... Like, down here in the valley, it's hot, and then you go up higher elevation on the lake, and it was freezing. I mean, this was back in May, beginning of June. Mm -hmm. We went fishing, and it was so freaking cold. Like, my hands were ice, and then we come back to, like, our house, and everybody's in shorts and tank tops and playing in the water, and we're, like, all bundled up in coats looking stupid, but you know what? It's okay. Yeah. The reason we're talking about this is today's episode, we are going to be talking about campy horror movies that take place in the woods. (laughs) And it's intense intense as well. Like camping. (laughs) Camping scares me, though. We always talk about going camping every year. And honestly, it really scares me. Have you ever had like a scary camping like moment? No, like, I mean, we've talked about this in the past where we went, like, to a bonfire with a bunch... And we weren't even that far up the canyon. We were probably, like, 10 minutes up the canyon. And everybody started talking about skinwalkers. And we just got this eerie feeling and started hearing stuff in the woods. And all of us booked it out of there. That was, like, the most badass thing, though. Because we all... We had, like, five cars with us. We jump in the cars. We're, like speeding down the canyon we go to like the park the first park that's near and we pull in like one car at a time like right next to each other it just felt like those movies it's like bam bam you know i must really be getting old because the whole time you're talking about that i'm like i hope somebody put out that fire you know yeah i didn't even think about that you don't just leave a fire like burning you know because we left really quick we didn't i don't even it was like all such a blur i walked a relatively Peyton was the Fast. first one out. I was not the first one out. I was, the, I was dragging my feet. I was so not scared. Peyton left me. I had to catch a ride with someone else. He was so terrified. Oh, shark. I'm just kidding. That stuff, 
Like, I haven't really had any scary encounters like that in the woods. I mean, I have seen a bear in the woods, and I'm terrified of bears. Did it shit? Why would it shit? Does a bear shit in the woods? Probably. Oh. I would (laughs) hope you would know. I was at girls camp. I, I don't even think I saw the bear. They just talked about the bear being in, like, the vicinity. So, they're like, everybody needs to stay in your cabins. If you have to leave the cabin, go in a group. And... That scares me. Even when we go fishing at the lake, I just think of bears the whole time. But the big thing I think of is Wendigo and skinwalkers. Those freak me out. Or like Bigfoot, Sasquatch. What about Littlefoot? I know he's just no, a little, little dinosaur. Littlefoot is but... cute. You know, one of the scariest moments I had camping, it's not even justified to be scary, but I feel like you're in a different mindset when you're, you know, at home talking about these stories and then you're actually out in the woods, but... I was camping up in the boulders with uh, Scott and Colton, and it was like, honestly, three o'clock in the morning, and I just woke up to like all this crashing of trees, and then all of a sudden this like elk bugle kind of goes off, and it was like super majestic and cool, but it's like the middle of the night, Um, you know, I just woken up from a somewhat deep sleep, and so it's like, you know, I, I, I knew it was an elk, but then like part of you is like confused about what's happening because you just barely woke up you know and that was kind of like a like a quick sensation of being alert and being like what's out there what's all that crashing coming from um also the place that we were camping at there was a like relatively fresh bear scat like right on the ground and uh you're like oh you know that's a little alarming but you know it was and poor Colton. Colton was, uh, I was sleeping in a tent. Scott was sleeping in a tent. And Colton was in a hammock outside. So we're yeah, like, I'd be crapping the first my person to get mauled by a bear is going to be Colton. Oh my gosh. Speaking of like waking up in the middle of the night and you're kind of out of it. And I feel like you're more scared at that point of night. Like I'll wake up from a dr- like a nightmare and I'm like terrified. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, that was really stupid. But there's something about like, when you're like half awake, half asleep, like I feel like your fear is amplified. Mm-hmm. So creepy. We used to talk about uh, camping or uh, I would, you know, we'd go up to my grandpa's cabin and at nighttime, all the adults would be in and all the kids would go out and we just talk about like abductions and like aliens. And for some reason being in the woods and aliens don't really go well together if you're, you know, kind of freaked out by that kind of stuff. And mm. we'd always talk about that kind of stuff and, you know, it's kind of the first thing I always think about now, even as like, you know, a 30 year old adult being out there at night. It's like the first thing I think of is all those like stories. Aliens. That's what I think about when we go to the corn maze. Just like the cornfield aliens just goes together. Speaking of aliens. Oh, my gosh. I am so ADD lately. But anyway, we just watched the final trailer of Nope. And I'm thinking, Yep. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking hell yep. Mm, Hell yep. (laughs) I am so excited for it. This trailer, people were pissed in the comments. They're like, this gives way too much away. But I don't think that's possible with a Jordan Peele movie. His movies are so, he like, he puts so much detail in his movies and hidden symbolism that I don't think you could get, like, you wouldn't be able to go in there and be like, this is what it's about. Like, I think he wants us to think it's something and he's just going to flip it. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Get Out, you know, us, you had to rewatch the movie once or twice to, like, really understand what was going on. And I think people really appreciate that about his directing style. So maybe not so much of a straightforward approach. And I even told you earlier this morning that it could be, like, him trying to throw us off the scent. Like, maybe we 
he's trying to get us to think we know what's happening only to have us experience the the big twist or yes. something completely different so who knows honestly i don't really care i'm it, it's a jordan peele movie it's got aliens in it it's it's literally my cup of tea even if it is exactly what i saw i'm fine with it and i'm excited to see daniel kaluuya back because i loved him and get out and so it's just gonna be fun mm-hmm. and i feel like watching the trailer to nope like, you know when you watch harry potter and you see what's his name daniel radcliffe that's the that's Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you watch Harry Potter, oh, yeah. you see like him in a different movie, like Woman in Black. I couldn't like separate the two movies. I'm like, that's Harry Potter. Like mm. it just is so weird. But I feel like seeing the trailers to Nope, I wasn't thinking about his character in Get Out. So that's already good going into it. I mean, it has been several years. I love how we're talking about Jordan Peele movies, and we have a whole. We've already done an episode. I mean. Right now we haven't done the episode because we're gonna rec- we're like saving it to record, but like that will be up, sec like third episode. So I'm just going with the go flow, watch man. it because then you'll get all our details. And by now we will have seen Nope. That's the crazy thing. Like future us, wait, yes, future us will have seen Nope. But right now we haven't seen Nope. This comes out after Nope. So you're Whoa. implying that we're past us, mind blown, experiencing we are future, in the future us. <laughs> But anyway, we are going to talk about 10 because our our lucky number is 10 for some reason. 10 horror movies that take place in the woods, camping, all of that jazz. Camping all of that jazz. And not because we're from Utah. Ha. <laughs> Utah <laughs> jazz. But you can't start a camping horror movie episode without starting with Friday the 13th. Oh, the cliche one that everybody's seen, huh? Take it away, Pete. Oh, you're going to make me do this one? Why don't you do do this one? I want to do the second one. Okay. I will do this one. Wait a second. I want to do this one. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. You do it. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Would antlers be considered like a campy? Probably not because that's like they live there. But oh my gosh, I love the atmosphere of that. Like the rainy, I don't know where they live. I can't remember. Like Washington? Yeah. Like I love the vibe of that. But then like the Wendigo... Ugh, never mind. That's, that's weird. That's kind of like not Disneyland. I didn't know you were capable of loving something that's not oh. Disneyland. Um. Anyway, I mean, everybody knows Friday the 13th, Um. Jason Voorhees. I had not seen the original. So we're talking about the original, the 1980 first one. I had not seen this until we watched it, what, a few months ago? Like the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And, which is crazy because this is a classic. I'm trying to catch up on watching all the classics. But this we I've only seen this one, part two, and then one of the remakes. But yeah, this one is about, it's, it takes place in 1957. It's about the young boy named Jason drowns in a lake near Camp Crystal Lake. So then the next year, two counselors are murdered and then in 1980, so how far are we skipping ahead from the fi- from 57? It's like 22 years, 23 years. The original owners decide to reopen it. Smart, not. Camp Crystal Lake with some other counselors' help. And then people start to get killed mysteriously one by one. Could it be Jason? Out for revenge? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> You know, this Spoiler one... alert, it's his mom. Oh! Everybody knows that. We literally started this off know, with everybody's scene. You know what? It took like three movies before they were finally like, oh, let's make this an iconic dude. 
You know what's sad about this, though? I feel bad for Jason, like young Jason. I mean, he was bullied and made fun of and he drowned and no one drowned. I'm going to get crap again. I don't even give a shit. Drowned and I just felt so bad for him. Like I, uh, and it's sad with, it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw when they make you feel bad for Leatherface. Sometimes I hate that was like these crazy sadistic slashers. Like I just want to hate them. Don't make them human. But don't you agree that Miss Voorhees was way scarier than Jason? Like, if they just did the whole series with her being the killer, she is creepy. Yeah, I don't know. She reminds me of uh, an old friend's mother growing up, uh, and she was a relatively sweet lady, so I don't know. I, I To me, the whole Friday the 13th franchise is just weird. The evolution of it is like... Like, Michael Myers debuted on the first movie, like, it made sense, like, you know, all these iconic people, but Jason's the only slasher icon that took, like, like a while for them to mold him into what he was. Like I said, I'm pretty sure, I mean, because the, the second movie, he gets, like, the little, like, sack hood or something like that. It's not until the third movie or something like that that he finally gets the, the hockey mask, and I Where don't know. did he get the hockey mask? pretty sure he just found it like he's just in the middle of hunting people down then he finds the hockey mask and that's when people were like holy crap this dude's like legit and like the reason why that's kind of annoying to me is because um in scary movies you know usually the original's the best and then the second one's okay then the third one's cheesy it's like friday the 13th kind of went backwards it was like the worst and then it went okay, that's a step in the right direction. And it was like, oh, there he is. And then I've, and then it was like the cheesy sequel happens from there. And they made a bunch of uh, sequels that were just like awful. Jason X, one of the worst movies I think I've seen in the horror franchise. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, not that interesting. So it's just a weird like concept to me that this is so iconic. And, uh, you know, if anything, I thought the sequel was better though, you know, Saturday the 14th, but. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The thing, too, they have they done several remakes or is there just one? I swear there's like multiple remakes. I'm pretty sure different directors tackled remakes and stuff. But, but we've talked about this before, like with Rob Zombie's like Halloween. He oversexualizes it. I feel like a lot of remakes do that, especially when it does fall in the slasher category because like the remake of Friday the 13th was the same thing. It's just like sex, sex, which we're not like prudes, but it's like, why does... That always have to be like a thing, you know? I talked about in a previous episode or maybe episodes multiple times uh, how movies in the 2000s weren't that good. And uh, Jason X was made in 2001. That That's a prime example of what I'm talking about. But, you know, you say that all the time. And I think we need to do an episode on movies from the early 2000s. I think you will be like, oh, OK, you'll see where I'm coming from. We'll call it the the debate. The debate. Can can Peyton change his mind from movies from the two thousand? But anyway, moving on. That's a you know that's a, that's kind of a classic one, a camping one, and uh, you might be able to find it on Pluto TV, right? Yeah, but it's free on Pluto. Uh, that's definitely one to kind of get you into that like campy spirit. You know, summer is a really good like starting the summer off movie, especially if you go hang out at the lake or whatever. But yeah, definitely go watch it if you haven't. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen this. You know what one we didn't put on our list that people are going to be like, oh my gosh, why did you forget this? 
The Blair Witch. Me and Peyton have never seen Blair Witch, and we were going to watch it before this episode, and we just didn't get the chance yet, but... You know, people... That's a weird one to me, because it seems like nobody actually loves that movie, and... But it's like a movie that has to be seen. I don't know. Like I don't. I guess I have to see it to understand. But uh, most people don't actually enjoy that movie and think that it's cheesy. But it's kind of like the original found footage concept, you know. And it, I think it's one of those found footage movies that came out, at least the original one, and people thought it was real. I think that's what brought up the hype was they thought that was real footage. It was kind of the first movie to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other found footage stuff like jumped on. We're going to definitely watch it. I just, like, can't decide if we should watch the original or the remake or just both. Maybe we should just watch. If we like the original, then we'll watch the remake, but. Yeah, usually it's best to start with the original just so you can understand where the hype comes from and stuff. Or it's just hard to go back and watch. Like, that's my problem with all these slashers is I watch the remake and then it's hard to go watch the original because it's just not up to date, like, with remakes. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. So uh, The Ritual, a little bit of a newer movie. This one came out in 2017, so about five years old by the date of making this podcast. And basically, a group of friends reunite after a long time to plan a vacation. They finally decide to go on a hiking trip in Sweden when one of them is injured on the hike. They have no choice but to cut through the forest in order to arrive at the lodge a couple of hours sooner. During a raging rainstorm, they spent the night in a spooky, abandoned house. (laughs) What awaits them are things they never expected out of this supposedly bondage trip. Yeah, that's that's a that's an okay description of the movie. That's probably like verbatim what what you would read off of uh, off of the Netflix title. Um, But. This movie is interesting because, you know, like I said, these friends reunite. Uh, they have some kind of a connection over a friend that died, if I recall. And uh, it's a little bit of a slow burn movie. Like they're basically just hiking and kind of having this good time. And they start to experience like hallucinations or like visions and stuff while they're on this trip. And they don't really fully understand what it is. And then uh, there's a couple like creepy moments where like you can see this like creature and it's uh, kind of like a. Kind of like a Wendigo, would you it call it? It is a Wendigo. Yeah. And, um, you know, but even even then when you see, like, the little subtle moments, it still is, like, in a slow burn concept. And then finally, like, when things start happening, it happens quick. It's, like, this big escalation of, like, uh, there's a cult and uh, they're, like, worshipping this, uh, this creature and uh, the creature seems to have some kind of hold over you know, them, um, almost like, I don't know, almost like it's like using them to like its advantage and appreciates the worshiping and stuff. But it's, it's a really hard movie to explain, but, um, you know, it really, I don't know how to explain this. This, It's like a really, really slow burn. Peyton really liked this when we watched it. And I was like, ah, I don't, I didn't really like it. But then I did that whole episode, like researching the Wendigo and like learning more about the legend and I think now I have more of an appreciation for this movie because now I know like I thought like the Wendigo was just a creature like you know feasting on human flesh and stuff but there's more to it like Wendigos can disguise themselves they can possess humans they can like mess with their thoughts and so then it's like a witch in creature form is Mm -hmm. is a good way to put it and uh 
it kind of goes into that a little bit. Like it's almost like the people are being like messed with uh, at like the the fun of the Wendigo, and then you know the Wendigo is maybe using them to for whatever personal gain it has and stuff. And then you know then things happen with the cult. There's a creepy thing inside the house and this room. Like you'll just have to watch it. But um, it, it's a good Netflix original. I definitely recommend it. I I also don't want to like ruin too much either. So I'm just kind of like trying to vaguely explain uh what's happening but um as the movie progresses you know they're like challenged with like like personal memories that they had before they reunited as friends and then there's like the you know the unfortunate circumstance that the friend has like a broken foot and uh it's a good one you know if you kind of like the creature feature but you don't really want like too much of it this is a really good movie for you i also think that the wendigo looks freaking sweet in this one it's probably the coolest one i've seen the only that's the thing i didn't like i didn't like when it showed it up close because i'm the type of person if i'm watching any kind of movie and there's like a creature involved I don't want to see the, I want to see like glimpses and like kind of decide in my mind. Like I like to make up images in my mind. It makes it more scary. Like when we watched Z with the imaginary friend, I'm like picturing this crazy being in my head. And then when it shows Z, it just like wasn't as scary. Or Mama. Mama was so freaky until they showed her up close too many times and it took it away. But like it was cool seeing him, but it just, I just like wish we didn't get as close up. I loved the whole end half of this movie with the cult. Like, if they could have done more of that, I would have loved this movie. Yeah, like I, I love said, creepy it, cults. Yeah, when when things happen, it happens quick. It's like the last third of the movie, but like the first two thirds of it is just like really slow character development, and it's important. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it kind of needs to be slow to build on that. But also for for the airtime you see the actual creature and stuff, it does kind of go hand in hand with your concept of like if they did more with the cult it could probably be a little bit more airtime of the creature thus ruining it too so that's true for what it is it's probably it's not a bad movie for a netflix original yeah definitely i think i have more appreciation i think if we watched it again i would give it a higher rating knowing what i know now but you can find this one on netflix like peyton said another netflix movie is nobody sleeps in the woods tonight okay this movie is not amazing it's not great. It's all right. It's, I don't know. It's like one of those movies that isn't good, that great, but it's good, if that even makes sense. But this one's about a camp and it's for like teenagers who are technology dependent. And so they go to this camp. It's all offline. They have to give their phones up for the time that they're there. They just kind of have to learn to live without them, be in the woods, enjoy nature. All of a sudden, there's like these creatures out in the woods that are killing the teenagers off one by one. And so they have to try to figure out how to survive or how to save their friend because one of them gets trapped. And it definitely isn't what you would expect. Like you would think creature, Wendigo, Skinwalker, Bigfoot, that kind of stuff. But it's like definitely not. Like I don't want to give it away. Um, I want to give it away. Why? Okay. Go for it. I mean, I guess it doesn't really give too much away. No, they're like uh they're they're kind of like really humanoid ogres i guess they're like mutated by some kind of disease these possibly. twin boys they're like brothers they're like brothers possibly inbred they're relatively large and i'm when i say large they're just like giants they're they're giants that's what they are 
Think of like Alice in Wonderland, like the Tim Burton one, the Tweedledum and Tweedledee, and like make take their whole shape, like the little egg shape, and like amplify it. And add the Turn them into ogres and like just nasty. Fum. Yeah. Just like these nasty, gross, cannibalistic creatures. Yeah, they were t- just like, like like giant humans with ogre mentalities. That's that's the ba- the way I'd put it. And they're what made this movie like likable. That's what made me like it because it's not like the traditional. It's like a wood like woods creature, generic. You know, we've seen it before. Like it's something new. The only gripe I have with this was it is dubbed. And the dubbing on this is awful. Well, the acting to begin with isn't that amazing either. So it makes the dubbing more noticeable, a little bit more painful. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and and I, I mean, absolutely no offense to this, but sometimes it's really hard for me to get used to like the British accents. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I don't think it's not the acting that's bad. It's just the voice actors are like, it's so cheesy. I just don't think like the emotions were really all that believable. But that but that's because it's dubbed. You can't somebody told me don't watch dubbed movies because it takes away from the original actor's emotion through their voice. And that makes sense because You mean don't watch movies dubbed. Yeah, that's what I said. Like think of Squid Game. Mm-hmm. It's like they kinda add this like cheesy voiceover. And Squid Game was amazing, but in the beginning, you had to kind of get used to, like, the main character. Like, he kind of just had, like, a cheesy tone of voice, but I bet the, like, the main actor didn't have that, you know? Or think of Train to Busan. Like, we watched that with just subtitles and, like, the regular audio, and I feel like it added to the emotion. I feel like we would have watched a dubbed version. I don't think we would have got the same experience. Yeah, another good... uh example of that for me is Apocalypto, one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. It was, it's a really hard movie to like get into initially because it's like they're speaking Mayan or whatever native tribe uh, language. And then you have to like read that. And if it's got a good storyline, it'll take you 10 minutes max to get used to it. Then it becomes second nature. You Mm -hmm. you just kind of forget that it's even there. So I agree with you on that. And this one, like most of them, like you said, I can get used to within the first like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm not like paying attention to their mouth movements anymore and how it's not lining up. This one, I feel like I was distracted a lot more with it. And maybe it was like the British accent on top of that. The storyline was really good. They did make a sequel and me and Peyton started to watch it, but we were kind of not like fully invested in like a movie mood. So we'll definitely have to go back and watch that. But this is like a really good if you're going camping or if it's just summertime, it's a good summertime movie to watch. No doubt. And you can find this one on Netflix. Moving on to the next one, uh, Evil Dead remake specifically, 2013. This is one of the few movies that Kenzie got so uncomfortable (laughs) that she borderline couldn't finish the movie it's hard for her to rewatch the movie i almost ditched peyton she almost ditched me we were like dating at the time but um we were in- probably engaged around the time this came out it came out in 2013 mm-hmm. we were just like little youngins oh so basically in this one and i don't i don't know if the original evil dead is the same storyline but uh there's five friends they're in their 20s and they go up to this cabin in the woods original right and uh, there is a girl who is clearly addicted to some drugs and she just wants to like kind of go into this like solitary place to kind of get over her drug addiction. And, um, you detox. know, detox. Yeah, she's detoxing. And uh, 
you know, her she kind of warns her friends at the start that it's going to be like tough for her. She's going to say things that she probably doesn't mean, things like that. And, you know, they're all supportive of her and stuff. Well, in the middle of it, they they find this book of the dead. And was it in the basement? Yeah, I think it was in the basement. That one guy found it. Yeah. And uh, he he's like he's so intrigued by it. You know, it's like, oh, I found this creepy book. And he's like digging into it and then he's like reading some stuff and then he accidentally cuts himself on the book and his blood touches the book and it releases this like demon living in the woods nearby which uh, possesses basically the girl that's in the middle of detox and stuff and she holy crap becomes a total twisted mess oh Um, my gosh there's a pretty like un i don't know like un uh oh my goodness i'm trying I'm i'm having a hard time finding words today uh an unsettling scene and it's uh when the demon first takes control of the girl it's like through like tentacle like thorn bush trees mm-hmm. that like grabs her and it kind of like holds her up and then it kind of like uh sexually assaults her sexually assaults her yeah like i don't know like it's it's like it's a little bit beyond my comfort no, zone that was hard like i can tolerate a lot and it was it was really rough to watch that it was like one of those like it wasn't show like it was showing stuff, but it wasn't showing too much. But it was like enough that you're like my. It just like puts you yeah, in. Yeah, like it was. A, it was very clearly like implied that like that was happening. And then uh, anyway, she comes back and she's completely just demonic at that point. It's t- I mean she doesn't really hold the the demon in like you know like sometimes the demons kind of act like they're like the same person. That the other person they just possessed, it's like this demon doesn't even like hide itself. It's almost like immediate from there and starts uh, wreaking havoc on the the other four friends. Be off, Reekers. <laughs> and the yeah. creepiest is when they lock her in the basement. And even before this came out, like when they would show the trailer all the time, it would be her like peeking out of the floorboards, like where the, the basement goes down. And she's, like, chanting that, like, I don't even remember what she says. It's that, like, we're going to get you chant. Like, that would stick in my head. There's a couple moments where you have an idea. She's She, like, disappears. You have an idea where she is, but you don't know for sure. And that's when it gets unsettling is when the camera gets off of the entity or the person or the monster, whatever it is, you know? Like when they're going in the basement and it's like pitch black mm-hmm. and you know she's down there. I thought it was creepy when, because like they kind of chain, it's more like a cellar, if anything, mm-hmm. like the cellar door is kind of like chain and she like lifts it up and she, you can just yeah. see her like yellow, like beady eyes, like. And her and like gray skin. Yeah. Oh. And she's just kind of like staring at them and stuff. And uh, yeah, really, really creepy. Um, This, this takes like devilish stuff to like next level in my opinion. And uh, it's got. A crazy blood rain scene at the very end and stuff i mean it's like this is probably one of the most demonic movies i think i've ever seen and uh, i think this one's scarier than the exorcist and people might come at me for that but definitely scarier than the ex even scarier than the possession the only thing that the exorcist has on evil dead is all the allegations of things that happened during the filming you know mm-hmm, like That's- the cursed yeah, like people dying, all the things that happened on set, people getting injured. Like, I don't recall hearing it. I mean, maybe that happened to people with Evil Dead and stuff, but a lot of coincidences with The Exorcist, and um, that was a big uh, a big thing. So, But yeah, I mean, Evil Dead, great movie, great remake. Um, I mean, I personally watch it again. There's just, it's just, it's kind of a rough watch if you're a sensitive, you know, mind to blood and 
injury and demons and stuff like that but um i don't know anything else you want to chime in on this one we've wanted to watch this for a while like i would not watch this for the longest time after we saw it i'm like nope i was in like a different headspace with scary movies though like it wasn't until probably the last like three or four years that i don't get scared anymore i have like a different appreciation for horror movies i like view it as a movie and an experience like i'm not I, I just don't get as scared, but I mean, we haven't watched, I bet I would get scared if we watched this, like going to bed at night, I would feel like I just, anything possession, devilish, I just get so unsettled, but I finally, like we finally watched it a few years back and that was when I was in that like scared headspace, but now that we're trying to watch it, we couldn't find it on anything. I think we found it once and we were going to watch it, but it was really late at night and I don't like to watch like devil possession movies at night before I go to bed. But then when we finally decided to watch it, they took it off all the streaming services. Um, but now it's on Tubi. So you can find it for free on Tubi. You can find, actually, you can find all the, like, the original as well. Which we need to watch that. You haven't seen that, haven't you? Uh, or you haven't? I don't think so. Yeah, I need. we need to. Because I just did a poll on my TikTok for this where I'm like, Evil Dead 2013 versus 19, I can't remember when it came out, 83 or something. I remember, 1980 something. And so many people were like, Ugh, I hate the 2013 one. It put me to sleep. I'm like, how? Like, I don't understand that. This movie was insane and intense from the beginning. Like, it never has like a slow, boring, you know? Yeah. It just is constant, constant, constant. So I'm just like, how were you bored during this? How did you fall asleep during this? But I think it just goes to show like people are diehards for originals. If they saw an original first, it's kind of hard to break past that. I think people have too much pride. They're like, I don't want to like this because it's kind of like child's play. People, a lot of people didn't give the remake like a chance because they were such diehard original Chucky which I'm a diehard original Chucky. I got a little Chucky next to me right now. And I'm not going to get off on a side tangent here, but that remake was far better than any of the originals. Uh, I mean, I love I all it. of them. I love all of them. It was them. so good. It was just its own thing. It was its own standalone, different, unique twist on it. And I liked it because it was like a modern day. It fits into this world with the modern day technology. We should do a podcast on remakes that were better than the original. Ooh, I likey. And I'm going to be doing a whole Chucky podcast episodes when um, the TV series comes back on. Peyton's too lame and he won't do it because he hates Chucky. I don't hate Chucky. I hate the Chucky series. Oh, I love it's it. Awful. I love it. But anyway, we are getting distracted. So let's get back to campy horror movies. But yeah, definitely Evil Dead is probably my favorite one of my favorites on this list, uh, minus the next one we're going to talk about too. But yeah, this movie is hands down the scariest movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I know it's your turn to talk about this next one, but if there is a movie on this list that anybody needs to see above all of them, it's this next one. But I warn you and I caution you, this is the most frustrating movie I've ever watched, probably ever. <laughs> I was so upset watching this, and uh, they did a damn good job at getting me invested in it. The funny thing is, is we always talk about how this is such an unsettling movie, yet we've talked about this in the podcast at least three times that I can think of. This might be the fourth time that we've talked about this movie, but I mean, it goes along with the campy vibe because it is. Okay, anyway, we'll get to that. 
It's called Eden Lake, and it's about this girl named Jenny and her boyfriend, and they go to this, like, remote lake. Uh, I was going to say lake house. They go to a remote lake, and they camp there, and they're just enjoying their time together, and Steve, her boyfriend, is planning on proposing to her, but she doesn't know that yet. And while they're just relaxing, there's this obnoxious, and when I say obnoxious, I mean obnoxious, like, little asshole teens. I cannot stand some teenagers, and these teenagers will piss you off. They're kind of, like, annoyed, like, just being annoying and, like, checking the girlfriend out, making little sly comments, and so the guy goes over to confront them just to be like, hey, like, just leave us alone. We're trying to enjoy our little getaway. Oh, they have, like, a dog that keeps, like, intruding with their little picnics mm-hmm. and stuff too he's like a you Rot- know is it a rottweiler or is it like it, a it's a bulldog or a or no, it's like a pitbull or a rottweiler i think it's a rottweiler you know stereotypical just like the black like big scary dog that like barks it has like the chain you know those typical like they want you to look scary with like the what you call it collar with like the spikes and mm-hmm I think they end up going in town at this point and they come back and these teens have like vandalized their camp. They stole stuff from them. Their car is missing. And so then he goes to confront them again and ends up. And I mean, trigger warning if you don't like to see animals get killed, because I know that affects a lot of people. But he ends up accidentally killing the dog because the dog attacks him. Self-defense. This pisses the teenagers off. And they start to retaliate, and it turns into this, like, cat and mouse hunt. Um, The boyfriend ends up getting captured, too. So it's just the girlfriend trying to, like, get to safety to get help. Well, at at this point, there's a clear leader of the teenagers. It's implying that they're, like, forming a gang or they're part of a gang. And uh, he gets gets the people, like, all the other teenagers involved uh, with two different methods a they seem to be snorting like crack the entire time like it's pretty subtle but like they keep sniffing stuff off their like thumbs the other thing too is that every crime they commit the leader films it and he keeps using it against them like well if you want out you know i'm gonna i'm gonna share this you know like you're going down with me if anything you know so like he uses a lot of blackmail to get him in so when they capture the the dad each each teenager has to stab him with the knife and um you know each stabbing gets a little bit more brutal and stuff and uh it's just like like they're they're just so like unforgiving and it just like they get more violent every time it shows them it's just insane how much more violent they get you know i'm sure a lot of the drugs have something to do with that but it's just like the the main characters are so innocent that like you just like feel for them you just like want them to get out it's like it gets to the point where like you want the teenagers to have you know the the retaliation or like the you know you don't want them to get the final straw but they keep being like one step ahead of like the you know the adults Mm-hmm. the scary thing about this too is seeing how inhumane the teenagers are and just knowing there is people out there that just have no sympathy at all and they're just so it's almost like they're so pissed off that it's like that movie we watched that with the where the guy's standing on that mine oh yeah thing and it's like he's just so pissed off that he doesn't comprehend what he's doing until it ends and then it's like oh my gosh but also all the friends in this are so terrified of the main kid that you can tell they all have that like okay this isn't right we shouldn't be doing this but they're so scared of him 
that they go along with it. So it's like, you almost feel bad for the friend, some of the friends, some of them I didn't care for, but some of them, you're just like, oh, I feel so bad. But at the same time. Yeah, there, there are moments with death, injury, uh, the way that people cope with things that just drives you absolutely crazy. And the ending I thought was insane in this movie as well. Some things happened that I was not prepared for. It was just like nothing made me want to jump into the screen just to like beat the crap out of teenagers more mm -hmm. than like this movie. Like I was just so frustrated. I felt like an old man shaking my fist like you damn kids. I know. And uh, it was rough. It's a really, really rough movie. Like you need to be in like don't be in a in a sensitive state of mind when you're no. watching this one. Be in your best state. Be ready for anything. Just watch it. Be open minded. Um, but it's it's a really good movie. Like, I really, really liked it. I don't think we talked for like a few minutes after and we just sat there. Like, usually the credits will pop up and me and Peyton will be like, oh, that was such a good movie or oh, I hated it. The credits rolled. I think the whole credits happened. Me and Peyton just stared at the TV. I didn't know if I wanted to cry or scream or throw up. Like, I've never felt so like physically ill watching a movie until we watched that so messed up yeah. like you just have every like it's like you have every emotion watching this you start out happy and like oh this is so cute and like all the love stuff and then you're just like pissed and then you're like sad and then you're just like every emotion you could go through you you go through well and and to kind of piggyback off that you know this movie kind of dives into how you know how sometimes with your pride like, you know, you know that the right thing to do in certain situations is just to, like, leave, like, you know, be the bigger man and leave. But, you know, sometimes it's like if you're older or you're slightly bigger stature than somebody else, you like you want to give people a taste of their own medicine or make them feel like, hey, that was the wrong thing. And it's like, you know, that only escalates the situation. Um, you know, well, it's just like, you know, sometimes the right thing to do is to leave the situation, not try to get the final word in, you know, or the last punch. And that's what that's what makes things spiral out, out of control in this movie. Uh, no matter how annoying it is, no matter how prideful you are, somebody needs justice for their actions. Sometimes it's just best to flee and, you know, quit while you're ahead. And, uh, you know, there's there's a good moral to this movie with that for sure. It's a good wake up call just to be like, okay, take the high road. Don't antagonize people like that time that we were dating. Me, Peyton, and my friend were hanging out in a parking lot at like an abandoned grocery store. It wasn't there anymore. And this kid was just being an asshole out in the parking lot. And me and my friend, I mean, we're young. So we're just like antagonizing him. And Peyton's like, you guys, like, seriously, just leave it. Let's go. You just never know like pe what people are capable of. Well, especially nowadays. Yeah. You know, the, the world's only gotten worse in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But that one's also on Tubi. Definitely go check it out. Just be in a good mindset. Go into it. Trigger warnings all around for every little thing you can think of. Yeah, if there's a movie on this list that you should watch, though, it's going to be it's going to be this one. Speaking of trigger warnings. Ho ho. So the next movie is called Triggered and nine friends are all harboring a dark secret. They go camping in the woods. After a wild night of partying, they wake up with suicide bombs strapped to their chests, all varying times on countdown clocks. They decide to work out how to disarm the bombs or find help. They discover that they can take one another's time by killing each other. This is like laser tag on crack. Uh, mixed with Hunger Games. Mixed which with Saw. Mixed with Saw. Yeah, I feel like this is like one of those 
I don't know. I feel like we go back to Hunger Games and Saw a lot because uh, there's just that concept, right, that we're all kind of mm-hmm. familiar with. We can all relate to it. But uh, this one's pretty straightforward. Um, the the secret, I don't want to spoil that, but, you know, it, it definitely goes into, like, the morality of people, how some people just, you know, would rather take the time to figure out why they're there and how to find a solution when other people are so panicked and they when they learn that you can add time to your life by killing one another it's survival of the fittest so it's like the people you think you can trust suddenly become your worst enemies immediately you know that's the scary thing about this too is it's not like random people like if it was like circle where they're choosing who gets to live and who gets to die but this is like nine friends yeah they all know each other close just seeing how like some of them turn on each other so quickly and like like the one there's that one guy like his name's Kato I could not stand him. Isn't the Kato whole... the Hunger Games guy? But on here his name's Kato too. Oh nah. Yeah. That's weird. But I was and he's isn't he bad? Isn't Kato on the other one? He's like that douche guy. Yeah, I think so. At the end where he's like on the yeah whatever uh-huh. the airplane thing. Yeah. That guy, though, the whole time, I was so pissed off every time he was on screen. I'm like, how can someone be that insane? I mean, I I guess you never know until you're in this situation, but it's just so intense. This is a pretty straightforward movie. It's not a slow burner. It kind of gets right into the mix. But uh, if you're just looking for like a, you know, not a movie that you have to overthink about. Just an easy, fun watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like this one, especially if you're into like Saw or... What's that one? Belko experiment. This is very similar to that with like the bomb. You know, you're on a time crunch and yeah, really, really good. Um, Oh, that one's on Hulu. There you go. And you're going to have to talk about this next one because I have never seen it. Ooh, double whammy. I get two in a row. Uh, This one's also on Hulu and it's called Cabin Fever. It's kind of an old movie. It came out in 2002. This is one of the few scary movies I actually really enjoyed in the early 2000s. And this movie made me sick to my stomach the first time I watched it. Basically, five college friends rent a cabin in the woods. Ha, been there before, right? And begin to fall victim to a horrifying flesh-eating virus which attracts unwanted attention of homicidal locals. Um, That last sentence is relatively untrue, I feel like. Uh, Most of the movie takes place with, uh, with the five friends and starts out with, like, you know, a girl and it just progressively gets worse. And it's like, it's like slowly killing them too. Like at first they're fine. And then all of a sudden, like, it seems like, like, I don't know when it hits, it hits you fast. Don't get me wrong. Um, if you've seen the movie, but, um, it's just like, like, I don't know, it's a flesh eating virus. And it's like, they're, they have to deal with the pain of that. You know, it's like the pain and the suffering. And like some people, it starts in the leg. Some people, it starts on their face. It's like, it's just really gruesome and and it just it, it's just hard and like the people the friends want to help each other but they also have to do it within like they, they learn pretty quick that they need to quarantine away from each other so they kind of do that first by getting away from the girl uh burn the clothes let's figure out like if any of us uh, others are affected and stuff and you know they kind of learn accidentally maybe what caused the the flesh eating virus and then and then the locals kind of get involved with it but most of it takes place in this cabin and how they kind of have to quarantine from each other so this is like covid on steroids crack covid on crack again yes does the virus like does it mess with them mentally like a zombie like make them Mm -hmm. like crazy it's just they're getting eaten away it's literally just eating them alive like they're just like you know all of a sudden 
Like there's a scene in the movie where one of the girls who's infected is like, she's like taking a bath and for some reason she decides to like shave her legs and it's like, Ew, no, I I already know where you're going with this. (laughs) Like, you know, in like in the scene. It's like, it's like cheese grater probably. Yeah, it's like she's kind of like, you know, like the, the, it uses a little bit of like the sexual exploitation a couple of times in the movie where you're like, you see the leg and you're like, oh, like, you know, like this is kind of, it's going to be like the sexy scene. And then all of a sudden she's like going up with the razor. It like shows like the skin's all like gone right there and stuff. Like not sexy. I mean, to each their own. (laughs) Not sexy. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty ruthless virus and, uh. Um, yeah, actually there's a remake of, or like a sequel of this movie. I don't know if there's more than one, but the one that I saw ended up actually being, it, it exceeded my expectations because this is a pretty low budget movie. I feel like the only thing I know about this movie is that it has Sean from Boy Meets World in it. And that's all I know. It's got Sweet Lou from Grind. Ooh. This has been on my watch list forever and we have, I don't know if we couldn't find it or I think you might've said you've already seen it and I like to try to stick to movies that like Peyton hasn't seen and I haven't seen so we can kind of experience movies together. That's a lie. If you've seen it, you don't care. If I've seen it, like, I don't Like care. you want me to experience it for the first time, but for you, it doesn't matter if you've seen oh, it or no, have not seen no. it. no, no. But there's some, well, there's some movies that I watch without Peyton because I'm like, oh, I don't think he'd be into this. Like we just talked about on episode one this season is, um, I like briefly talked about the voyeurs and we're like, oh, we got to watch that. And we literally watched it right after like movies like that. But I don't like, I, I think it's just, I like, I don't know. I like going into movies where you haven't seen it and I haven't seen it. And we can talk about like our thoughts and all of that, but like where if one of us has seen it, it's not as exciting. No so. doubt. But I've seen this movie like three or four times max, and it's typically like a once every Oh, we're gonna watch three it. Three to four year movie for me. So definitely recommend it. Definitely gonna watch it. Um you can find that one on Hulu. Next up is speaking of mutated nastiness, the hills have eyes to is is this a remake? I don't think so maybe it does it's, i don't know this is in 2006 it's basically a movie about a mountain that has eyes so this one's about a couple yeah. that's celebrating their th- wait what did you say a mountain it's a, that it's has a eyes? movie about a mountain that has oh has eyes okay never mind you ruined that You're for me funny um this one's about a couple that's celebrating their 30th wedding anniversary and so they take their three kids and their son-in-law and their baby granddaughter and their driving um I don't where are they heading anywhere? Are they, are they going camping to this place? No, they're they're going somewhere and they take a shortcut, but the shortcut takes them off road. First red flag for any situation ever. Doesn't something happen though where they like break down or their car or why or I just remember like some of the group leaves. Yeah, so uh basically they're they're in like a mobile home in like another vehicle and uh they stop at a gas station. Uh, I believe the person at the gas station says you can cut X amount of hours if you take this path over here. So they decide to do so. And then uh, there is something that I believe it's chains, like tire chains. Mm-hmm. They they spikes. They like pull it and it like pops the tire in it. And then I think somehow the RV like overheats or something too. So they're like legit broken down. And then like the main dad decides that he needs to go walk back to that gas station because that's the only service and that gas station is the attendant there is who told them to take that shortcut Mm. so it's like almost like he set them up so it's like you can't really it's always out in the boonies you can't trust people yep so meanwhile um like 
you know, X amount of miles away is a crater from one of the nuclear test sites for the Manhattan Project, uh, aka nuclear bomb testing, and the radiation had harmed some of the locals there, and they kind of became like deformed and kind of like mutated as a result, and uh, they basically just wreak havoc on uh, the family there. Be off, freakers. But. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like this. I watched this for the first time last year at the very end of last year. Peyton had seen it before, but I feel like I've kind of saw this before you watched it. Like back like when it was on TV, because I remember the scene where they go where like the son goes into that town and he has the dog with him. And like, I remember that whole situation, but I really like this. I love like the whole mutated, creepy people like that. Um, the one on there that they call Red, the little girl, she was so cute. I felt so bad for her because she was so innocent the whole time and she helped them. Yeah, I mean, not not all mutated people are monsters, I guess. I know, that I just was... feel bad, though, because she seemed like more like more human than the rest of them. The rest kind of were just eh, but I just couldn't imagine living like that. It's kind of like on us, not to bring Jordan Peele up again, but like where... I don't want to give spoilers if you haven't seen it, but where the one girl lives down with the other people, like just think of being human and you can't communicate with anybody because they don't have, they're just brainless, basically. Mm. Be such a sad life. But yeah, I really like this one. Um, Definitely that like desert summery vibe. So if you haven't seen this, go check it out on Tubi. Well, I did two in a row. Do you want to do this next one? I hated yeah. this last one anyway. I added this to the list. It's Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> it's not the greatest movie, but I added it because, I mean, camp. It's also really old. Campy, camp. But at the same time, this one's not great. It's very outdated. The acting is horrible. But at the same time, I think it is worth a watch at least once. Um, Just have an open mind. I think I always thought this was like a classic, like, so it's going to be good. And then it wasn't. I think it just had high expectations, but I do feel like it was good for what it was just had like cheesy visuals and some of the like just stuff like that but this is about this girl named Angela and she moves to live with her aunt because her dad passed away in a horrible boating accident and her cousin lives there who's same age as her so they go to the summer camp and once they get there people start to get murdered and so they're trying to figure out who is behind everything this almost gives me it's like they took, I don't, when did Friday the 13th come out? Uh, 1988. Okay, no, 1980. 1980. So this came out after. So yeah, this like gives me, it's almost like they took Friday the 13th and kind of tried to turn in it, turn it into its own thing. This is like crappier Friday the 13th. It's, it's way more cheesy. All the deaths are cheesy. The acting is cheesy. But um, it's like a similar plot. Like you have a serial killer. It's like a slasher movie at camp and they're trying to figure out who it is and there's all the camp counselors yeah, the way that they like cope with it's extremely unrealistic too so it's just everything some about it's deaths. cheesy some of the deaths make zero sense it's like you could have escaped that and um, the, the big plot twist at the end and the big the plot twist at the end is cheesy as crap but like it was so unsettling at the same time like that visual was pretty cheesy but uns I was so unsettled. I felt like uncomfortable. I was for like a split second, but then I was just like, like leftover thinking about it. I'm just like, uh, okay, this just like doesn't make any sense. Like I, it makes sense, but like, yeah, why? Never mind. I, I mean, part of me is like, I feel like we could spoil this one because it is so old that like if people are going to watch this, 
than they could have. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, what were we saying? I was saying, I feel like we could spoil this because it is such an older movie that if people were going to watch this, they would have by now. Yeah, go for it. I mean, it's... So basically, the killer is not... So Angela is not a girl. She's a boy. And I can't remember if it was the aunt. I think the aunt wanted her to be... Wanted him to be a girl. I don't know if she always wanted a girl or something. So she made him be a girl. And then... There's, like, no background to that, though. It's only implied. And that was a cheesy part. The acting of the aunt. She's just, like, very like this and over the top. And it's just, like, oh, my gosh, Kate, no. That, like, took me out every time it did her scenes. But, so, like, yeah, Angela's really a boy. But the whole time you think it's the cousin that's doing all the killing because he's standing up for Angela because she's being bullied there. And she's just innocent. She's, like, really quiet. She doesn't talk to anybody except this boy that she has a crush on. And, yeah, at the end, there's just this scene where it finally reveals that it was her and that she's a boy and she's standing there. He's standing there, like, naked. I see wieners. Wiener hanging. <laughs> Wiener hanging. But it's not Wiener even that. It's, it's it's the way that he, she, they, them are all, like, standing, like... It's a, it's a boy because it was... He was met... He, like, the aunt forced him sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i'm saying like the the way how like it's like yeah so it, it you the plot twist is because you see his junk but he's just like standing there like with like his shoulders shrugged and arms out and then like jaws all dropped and eyes are all like super like creepy smile like it's like it's almost like a shocked like like you're scared shocked but you're also kind of smiling at the same time and then it's playing like this like eerie song but i was just like why like why would somebody like, what personal gain do you get for standing in that stance? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. It's not like they were, like, he was shocked from making a kill because he had been killing people the entire time. So, it was just, like, you, you can appreciate the plot twist, but the way that it was executed was awful. And the sound coming out of his mouth. That's what, like, was the most unsettling. It was, like, this, like, grunting, breathe, heavy breathing, like, weird, unhuman sound. But the thing I got from it, I think, is that he finally, like, for, after all these years, got to show his true self. So it was just probably, like, this empowering, like, over, like, there's probably so many emotions. And maybe it, maybe it was just where he finally realized what he did, like, killing all these people. And it was just shock, like you said. But there was just something about that scene that I was, like, so unsettled. I'm like... And I, I really do think it was just the sound coming out of his mouth that I'm like, ugh, I hate that. Definitely worth a watch. Just don't have high expectations. This is one that if you just want to watch something cheesy, just like a cheese ball, you don't have to think too hard about. Definitely watch this. I mean, we did give away the spoilers, but I mean, it's really not that great. People are saying they should remake this, but I don't think they could nowadays. I don't think it would be politically i don't i think people would get so offended could be insensitive to transgender rights or motives or things Mm -hmm. Um, they'd have to go about it in the right way the movie's 30 years old next year so give you an idea and moving on to the final one which actually i said the first the two in the middle were my favorite this is probably well this movie i think most of our viewers or listeners have actually seen and this movie gained a reputation for all the right reasons so it's cabin in the woods and you know if you haven't seen it uh these five college friends spend a weekend at a remote cabin uh and 
basically like these zombies come out to to kill them. But it it tur- you learn about maybe about a quarter of a way through the movie that um that it's kind of staged in a way. Like there's these people who are watching them and they're aware that they're going to die, but they don't know if it's zombies or if it's going to be other creatures or literally anything. And um, it has to be done through like free will, essentially. So these people like go into the basement and they grab like an object and whatever object they grab is tied to whatever thing is going to kill them. And then that's pretty much the the gist of it. it ends up being zombies in this case, but uh, not ju- just zombies, not- but like backwoods, like hillbilly, hillbilly zombies. And then just when you think that you know everybody's gonna die, uh, well, one of the people ends up uh, going into like one of the graves that uh, the zombie came out of. Ends up finding this underground facility that's harboring all of these creatures. And they're basically just part of some experiment. And, and you learn that uh, that this experiment is to, you know, appeal to like gods, basically. And uh, the gods sacrificing them. Yeah, they are sacrificing them. And it has to be done through a certain series of, of things. So these people are catering to the gods by making it happen. But then they're like betting and bargaining and stuff like that at the same time for their own personal pleasure. It's like part of their their business. There's like there's a great amount of political or not political uh comedic relief in it um but this movie just if when you went to it in theaters if you saw it in theaters you were probably just like what the hell is even going on by about that that quarter of the movie mark because it ends up changing into an entirely different movie it becomes almost like a comedy horror at that point but also you're just like really intrigued um and I don't know. I feel like I've already spoiled enough as it is, but, um, you know, you get a, a little taste of some of the other creature and things that are, uh, you know, in, in the ground. And they, they try to basically, like, end the the system, right? It's like these mm-hmm. teenagers are like, oh, well, now we know what's going on. Let's uh, let's see if we can damage this and, like, ruin the whole concept, you know? And there's a couple notable things in it. Um, a, the movie does kind of make fun of traditional horror movies meaning that there's always a virgin there's always a stoner it's always a slut there's always like the jock and they all have to die in like certain orders and stuff like that and it's almost like like the cliche part of that is part of what those gods like seek so like uh things kind of start going backwards when you think like the stoner dies and then he ends up really being alive the whole time and he's pretty funny and like the jock dude is um one of the hemsworth brothers if i recall is it the thor guy yeah yeah so chris Chris, yeah, so, I mean, some notable actors and stuff, but this movie, you're just like, it's just not what you think it's going to be, ends up changing uh, completely, and uh, I think it gained quite a bit of reputation because of that, and that that whole plot twist either made the movie or ruined it for you, honestly. It's crazy, too, because the gods, it's almost like the gods are the viewers, like, you think of watching a reality TV show, you know, we're the viewers, we're watching this. These are real people on this show. It's like the gods are the viewers and then the producers are the people over it. And then these people in it are like the actors, but they really don't know what's going on. And if they're not satisfied, then you're canceled. Oh, yeah. The thing I like about this too, like nowadays you watch a trailer and it's spoiled. Like everything, they put like all everything in the trailer. Like you can tell what's going to happen. You can tell how everything's going to pan out. This is one of those movies 
that it only did like the first half of the movie in the trailer. So you think it's going to be like the zombie killing spree movie cabin in the woods. And all of a sudden when it does do the flip and it turns into a horror comedy and you see like the other side of it, it's just like, what is going on? I, I like sat there in theaters for a minute and I'm like, what? Yeah, one of those movies that you you wish you could go back and rewatch for the first time because uh it's it, yeah, it just it just kind of like confuses you, blows your mind. You almost like chuckle cuz you're just like is this even like legit or real at this point? You know, there's a couple other notable actors uh the, That's the, what I was just thinking about. I'm like I have to um uh, remember the people who are running the operation uh the two older guys. Bradley uh, Whitford um I love him on Billy Madison. He was Eric, crazy Eric. Yeah, he's like the, the villain. Mm-hmm. And then he was on um, Get Out. He was the dad, so he's another crazy villain. And then he's a villain on here. And then you got Richard Jenkins, who, if you've seen Dear John, he was the dad. And I loved him in that. And I always cry when I watch like his scenes. But then on here, he's a little douchebag dude trying to kill people. He's uh, also the dad on Step Brothers. He's, uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, not not the Will Ferrell character, but the other guy. It's his dad. Um, they made it so funny, though. Did. Like I was cracking up. It's almost like these people are um, like, what do you like with football and like basketball where you do like the brackets? Where you're, yeah, like, they're they're doing like wagers and bets on like, you know, who's going to die first or like, like different which, departments. which monster is going to be chosen because they don't know. Nobody knows. It's all picked by the the sacrifices uh, without them even knowing. And um, yeah, there and there's a cool pl- there's a cool little scene where everything starts to kind of unfold where they release like every single monster all at the same time. Best and scene. It, yeah, and it's just like it's just like a cool like they're re- in elevators. You get a sense of revenge, but like the cinematics are pretty cool. It's just like you kind of get like there's just so much going on. It's just like it's hard to even explain if you haven't seen it. But uh, truthfully, you know, kind of it makes me think. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of curious if our viewers are more inclined to hear us just like talk about the movie, what we thought about it, spoiler free, or if we'll prefer us to be spoiler you know, more spoiler. That's the hard thing because like my TikToks have been based on like me just recommending movies. So I feel like I'm always in that mindset. But then it's like fun to talk about. I don't know. Maybe we just take like our favorite movies and we start doing like side episodes where it's like we can spoil the crap out of it. It could be like a bonus episode like on Thursdays and it doesn't have to be as long as this, you know? Yeah, it's just hard because like some movies it's like, oh, I don't want to spoil it. But it's like, well, we've spoiled every other movie at this point. So why not just keep spoiling the other movies? So like, I don't know, it's just like a like a thing that I. A lot of movies we watch, though, are like lesser known movies. And that's why I don't like to spoil them because it's like I want people to watch these because they're so good. You know, we don't really talk about movies that we hate. I mean, we have talked a little bit about movies that weren't as great especially on our Letterboxd review episodes because we just talk about everything we watched. But like on these, usually we'll do like ones we like and we recommend. I don't know. I mean, maybe it will change as we go, but I do think if we do some like side episodes on movies that are really good that we could, like, I mean, we're doing a Jordan Peele episode where we're going to spoil Get Out and Us. We're going to do a note spoiler review once that movie comes out. So we will have spoiler episodes. Um, Just gotta work all that out but yeah this one is so good i love this definitely gets you in that summertime mood just makes you want to go camping let's go camping let's go stay well payton's grandpa has a cabin that we'll go stay at and it's in the woods it is all right i could survive sadistic 
zombie hillbillies. You know who I couldn't? The clown that comes out, that comes up to the camera. Oh, that would, I want to see a whole episode. They need to do episodes of these. Mm-hmm. Like, do a TV series, Cabin in the Woods, the TV series. Ooh, that'd be cool. Everything is a different object and different people and how they survive or don't survive. But yeah, that was 10 movies that will just get you ready for summer, get you in that campy spirit. I mean, it's July, so... Intense, like camping. Yes, very intense, especially Eden Lake. But head over to my Instagram and we'll have where you can watch all these, even though we said it, but just nice to kind of have somewhere where you can see exactly where it's at. Let us know what your favorite summertime campy horror movie is. Just, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, in the woods. Just something that, like, gives you that summery vibe, Mm. you know? I'm feeling the summery vibe, except today's a rainy day, so, yeah. Rainy day. Lame. Lame. But thanks for being here. Well, I live here, so. Next Tuesday. 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 Alrighty then. Well, there we go. Season two. We're here, baby. Season two. We should cue just uh, one day. I'm going to take that from you, but I just I feel no, like you've done it now. You say it. I'm just kidding. I don't want to okay. do it anymore. Fine. Cue, cue outro, outro mu- music. Oh, see, see what it feels <clears throat> like. Cue outro music. <laughs>